you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back together. Buck, how you doing, man? I am good, DJ. I'm excited because training camp is underway. Um, it is always great when we have an opportunity to look at these shows and you, you begin to see guys going into camp, carrying their helmets and shoulder pads and moving around, being getting real football. And so, as you know, once camp starts, we're in the marathon. And so mm-hmm. it is on each and every week until we get to the middle of February. So I'm really excited right now. Yeah, that, that ride starts, and it is a long ride, um, and then we're off and going. I, I'm curious, by the way, we're going to get to uh, some some of the least hyped teams a little bit later on. I'm going to talk about those. We don't want to leave any teams out. Uh, talk about one of the top college players I had the chance to, to look at over the last week, Buck, and we can have a good conversation there. But I'm curious. I saw uh, something about this the other day. It might have been Richard Sherman was talking about it, but you know, conditioning test. What was your conditioning <laughs> test? And for those that don't know, what's that look like? Oh, man. Um, so conditioning tests, they, they come in so many different uh, forms. When I was with the Green Bay Packers, we would do 300-yard shuttles. Uh, a 300-yard shuttle is basically everyone aligns on the goal line. You run and touch the 50-yard line. You go 50 and back three times. Uh, so it's six runs in between. And there's a designated time for you to make. Somewhere it's 
normally low 50s, depending on the turn. In Jacksonville, we did that uh, 300-yard shuttle, but we did it differently. It was 60 yards, mm-hmm. and so you did five runs. But the time was shorter because the more turns that you have, the more time that's the that killer. You have to that's have. what gets you. But the the one that I've heard, the one that is the beast that they all talk about, is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens do um, six 150 yard shuttles, but it's from goal line to 25 yard line and back three that's times. That's a lot of stopping, a lot of turns, and the time is in the low 30s for like your skills and your linemen. And so it was funny. I watched someone, uh, one of their reporters do it a few years ago, and it looks like a monster. <laughs> it is a two-to-one rest. So if you go 32 seconds, you end up getting 70 or so seconds rest. A nightmare. So, yeah, no, those conditioning tests are a monster. But you have to do it because you want to see where guys are at because I've always felt like this is weird. DJ, so you do all the off-season program, right? You, you, you work hard. You spend eight, nine weeks getting everyone ready. And then you let everyone out the building in June. Mm-hmm. And in that month and a half that they're away, they can fall out of shape. So they need to train, but you want them to be smart because you don't want them to get hurt. But then if they come back and they're out of shape, it's this thing. And I don't know. I, I've always wondered if there's a better way for the NFL to bridge that time so it could be the full ramp up in the training camp instead of working, stop, then having to start all over again when you get back to it. Yeah, I think a lot of teams have taken to that, though, in terms of maybe being a little bit slower at, at the launch of camp. And it, it used mm-hmm. to be, look, you you know, you grew up in the two-a-day era, man. Like, that, those don't oh, we get exist. To it. Yeah. We're getting right to it. Padded up twice in a day. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Day three. Yeah. Day three, we're, we're at it. You, you report. You drop your bags. Uh, the next day, you have the conditioning desk. The conditioning test. And then after that. Yep. We're going. <laughs> we're going. And it's not, hey, we're going to ease into it. We're going to walk through. Nope. Balls down. We're playing. Yeah, you're right. A lot of teams have, and I've had a coach say this. I mean, you're just trying to win the first three days of camp. You're just trying to get through the first three days with no soft tissue injuries. Yep. You want to make sure that everyone is kind of acclimated to how we're doing and how we're practicing. There's plenty of time to get the work in. You want to make sure everyone is on the, on the same page. No doubt. Uh, well, I'm glad uh, I've had to do the 300 yard shuttles. That was ours in college. And that was, I oh. hated it, man. Because your back would, would all lock up because oh. at those turns, man. Oh. It didn't look bad. You'd watch the group before. I just remember watching the group before you go and being like, this ain't that bad. And then you get going and you're like, oh, about to hit that uh, butt, butt lock as you hit that last turn. North Carolina, we did 400s, but 400s on the football field. So, if you can imagine, oh, yeah, down back, down back. And I just remember the time being 52 or whatever. And they would give you the option. You can do three <laughs> at 50 and yeah. be done. Yeah. Or if you miss any of those, you got to do that fourth one and make the original time. And so if you're overzealous. Oh, you go after it and don't get it. You better get it. That's risky, yeah, that's, man. Yeah, not, not a lot of fun. Um, not a lot of fun at all. All right, let's jump in here. This is what I wanted to do. I've been away for a while and just kind of been reading a lot, paying attention, seeing what some of the coverage is. And I feel like, it, and look, it's it, you're always trying to find the stories. And I feel like we've kind of hit on a lot of these same teams um, throughout the offseason for various storylines. And 
Um, so I, I just w- I went looked at the group of, of teams, all 32 teams, and I tried to think of, okay, who what are the five least talked about teams this entire offseason? And I want to give those fan bases maybe a reason for some optimism, some hope, and some excitement about what's to come uh, in the upcoming season. So I've got this list of five, Buck. Once we get through this, you tell me if I'm missing anybody. Um, but I'm going to start first with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, is there anything about the Falcons? I know, you know, with Arthur Smith, Matt Ryan has moved on. Arthur Smith, year two. Um, the quarterback, he's reunited with Marcus Mariota. Is there any reason for hope or optimism here with the Falcons? I mean, I think the hope and optimism springs from the fact that this team won seven games last year and the roster wasn't very good. Now, Matty Ice was a big part of that because I felt like, despite the numbers, I thought I felt like he played really, really well. He had a streak ended where um, for the first time in 11 seasons, first time in 10 seasons, he had, didn't go over 4,000 yards, but he did a really good job of kind of keeping it together. Now with Marcus Mariota, this offense will look a little different. Marcus is a little more athletic, um, maybe not as precise when it comes to the precision in the passing game, but good player, solid player. Um, the issue that you have is in the passing game, you have Kyle Pitts, but I don't know where else you go yeah. outside of Kyle Pitts. Calvin Ridley sitting out for a season due to the uh, violation of the, the policy. Um, I just don't know where they're going to get it, and I don't know the running game. Cordero Patterson was great last year. Can he replicate it? My hope is that Arthur Smith is so good in terms of just kind of the X's and O's and the schematics. Maybe he can pull another rabbit out of the head. That's where my optimism will spring from. Yeah, I'm going to say, you know, the optimism offensively is that Arthur Smith is going to kind of go to that Tennessee background of his, of ground and pound. And then when you do put the ball up in the air, you've got two guys that can win. You know, you think about what you already discussed, Kyle Pitts. I've been telling everybody, just get him on your fantasy team. Oh, the quarterback's, you know, hitting on Mariota and he's this, that, or the other. Mariota likes throwing the tight end. He's going to enjoy being able to throw to Kyle Pitts. Think about those Tennessee offenses he was a part of. They've always had a key player uh, in that spot. So I think you're going to have a big year from Kyle Pitts. I think Drake London, especially you run the ball a bunch, you're going to get some one-on-ones, and he can just big ball guys down the field. So those two guys give me some hope with this offense. But, you know, look, in being a realist, Buck, if this team were to be down in games um, and you think about being in a division with with Tampa, who's pretty explosive offensively, you think about New Orleans, even with Jameis, I think they're going to be explosive and dynamic offensively. We'll see how the Panthers come together. But this team is not built to come from behind. They have to establish the run, play with the lead. Um, and then I think that, you know, 500, it, it maybe sounds a little bit optimistic to some folks. Um, I, I think they've got a chance to hover around 500 this year if, if all those things come together. Yeah, looking at the other side of the ball, the defense can kind of keep them in the mix. A.J. Terrell has blossomed into one of the better corners in the league. And can they generate enough of a pass rush to help him on the back end? They have some athletic uh, players, but they just don't have any what I would call brand names on that front. And so can Dean, Dean Peace find a way to kind of patch work it, piecemeal it together uh, to keep them in the mix? I do believe you're right. This is Arthur Smith. Their best defense will be their offense and how they elect to play, how they speed up or slow down the game, how they control the tempo by maybe running the football or just being very efficient in a short passing game. A lot of this is going to be from a tactical standpoint, not a talent standpoint. Can they play with different tactics to keep the game tight and then find a way to win it in the fourth quarter? I think that's going to be the key for the Falcons all year. 
couple other guys on defense, Arnold Abicady, uh, edge rusher. We both liked how hard he played, how physical mm-hmm. he was. Come out of Penn State, he's got heavy hands. Uh, excited to see him and what he does in the NFL. D'Angelo Malone, another edge rusher that they drafted there is an interesting one. Uh, but the name I'm keeping an eye on, and we talked about him, I, I think, on an episode a little while ago, is Richie Grant coming into year two, mm-hmm. get more comfortable. And, uh, you know, I think early on it was kind of you get overwhelmed and excited about all the different things he can do. And maybe now it's time to to narrow that down a little bit. But you've got a lot of speed and athleticism there. Uh, that gives me a little bit of hope. I, you know, if this Atlanta Falcons team had the first pick in the draft next year, I don't think either one of us would probably be surprised. But I think they, if they were to be, you know, seven and nine, I don't think we'd be surprised either. Yeah, huge swings and variances, and uh, huge swings in terms of like the expectations because they're good enough to be a thorn in your side. If you don't bring your A game, they're good enough to win the game. And Arthur Smith is outstanding when it comes to kind of dialing it up. So, yeah, it's a dangerous team. Not dangerous in terms of being a playoff contender, but certainly dangerous on a week-to-week basis where they're going to win. They're going to scratch out some wins, and they're going to be in the mix uh, in a lot of these games that we talked about. All right, so that's the that's number one on our least hype teams of the offseason. I'm going to get to number two here, and I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. I mean, is there – you know, we talk so much about these second-year quarterbacks and expectations and – they take the next step with with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. What can we what can we anticipate? Trey Lance, the excitement about seeing him get an opportunity there with the Niners. There is like zero expectation on Justin Fields, which is kind of kind of weird, man. And this Bears team, it, it, it is weird. Outside of the city of Chicago, there hasn't been a lot of buzz or conversation about Justin Fields. It's just kind of in Chicago. Well, I mean, we'll see if he's good enough to be our franchise quarterback. Did we do enough to help him and support him? And those things. Um, I think the buzz has to be like, if you're going to wear an orange helmet like they're wearing. Oh, man. If they're going to wear that bright orange helmet. Not a fan. You, you have to be explosive and dynamic on offense. You cannot wear a helmet that looks like that and not put up points because you're just asking yourself to be clown. And I think they're wearing it in the middle of October. So it's kind of like that trick-or-treat type deal, like a little Halloween flavor. Um We'll see. We'll see if Justin Fields tricks the Bears, if he treats them to some spectacular plays. He's one of my favorites when he came out. Uh, let's see if they can figure it out. The one thing they don't have, they do not have what I would call a marquee weapon on the perimeter. And it's hard for quarterbacks to blossom if you don't have a marquee player around him in the past game. It, it's a big challenge for Justin. Yeah, I like Mooney, and we'll see if uh, if Valus Jones can craft a role there. Maybe you know he can be kind of your jet sweep gadget guy, kind of just get him involved, get the ball in his hands. But you're right, it's not a it's not a real dynamic team. Another team, again, in a in a world we live in where throwing the football is is the way to go. I don't know with this team. I th- I think much like we talked about the Falcons, they got to be physical. They've got to kind of establish that ground game that they have there. You know, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, we mentioned him, you know, getting another chance to take that next step in year two was a nice player for them last year. And then defensively, you know, I love Roquan Smith and what he brings to the table. Obviously, you have Robert Quinn still get after you up front, but they're relying on a lot of youth in that back end. That that group's got to come together quick. Has come together quick. The one thing that we do know about Matt Eberflus, this is a very simple defense. I mean, it is a hustle-hard defense. They're going to be very simple and generic in how they play the coverage. Uh, they're not going to ask their guys to, to learn a lot, but they're going to ask them to run to the ball, to be very physical, to find a way to knock the ball loose or take the ball away. Uh, those things, are, those objectives are attainable for the Chicago Bears. 
Um, look for Roquan Smith maybe to take his game up a notch. He is not, I would say, as dynamic or explosive as the maniac Darius Leonard. But in this defense, there were a lot of plays that just kind of ended up in uh, Darius Leonard's lap. Roquan Smith will occupy that role. I expect him to fall into a ton of plays. He's played in an all-star level, but can he even take it up a, to a higher level playing a defense that really should be conducive to a skill set? Yeah, so if they're going to win games um, and they're going to surprise people this year, I think, are we on the same page? Probably going to be defensive-oriented with how they get that done. Yeah, I mean, I think it has to be. I think the, the emphasis has to be on the defense playing well. In Chicago, it has to always be about the monsters of the midway. It has to be about the defense first and you figure out the offense there because when they've won in the past, it has never been because the offense is driving the force. It's always been because the defense has been uh, the workhorse, the one that carries the water, and I would expect it to continue to be. So as we look at this team with Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles and what they're trying to do in their first year, uh, I would expect the defense to play ahead of the offense, but the offense should still be able to help them squeak out a few wins. Yeah, well, there you go. We've got the uh, the Falcons, number one. We've got the Bears, number two, least hype teams. Let's stay in the uh, in that region of the country, and let's go to the Detroit Lions. I've got them as the uh, third least hyped team uh, coming into this upcoming season. Again, expectations near the floor. I mean, in some ways, I almost think it's it's got to be weird showing up to camp when you're like, do we even exist? Like, nobody's talked about us. You know, the quarterback who's, you know, say what you want about Jared Goff, he's been in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some some exciting young pieces, especially on defense, you know, coming off this draft. It's it's uh, it's a team, I think, again, I'd like to play the the hand that they have because there's no expectations. Um, and I think they have start, starting to get a little bit of identity, especially in the trenches, O-line, D-line, Buck. Yeah, it's an interesting um, team, you know, when – when, when, when you look at them and you look at the pieces that they have, they certainly are competitive enough to to give you problems. Dan Campbell has done a really good job of getting these guys to play hard. They play hard from snap to whistle. There's a level of toughness that you feel when you watch the tape. They just hadn't been good enough. When they had a, a little bit of an infusion of talent, this team should be able to go a little more toe-to-toe. Now, do I expect them to win a ton of games? No, but I think this is the team that when you play them, you're like, oh, my God, I've got to deal with this this team. A lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, I think this team is going to be competitive. I don't know if it translates to a gang of wins, but I think they will be in a lot of games late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm curious to see how long it takes uh, before we see Jamison Williams out there um, and see what he can bring with that with that speed. Man, they were sure – you saw the video. They were sure fired up to get him uh, the draft room, the party in there. Uh, I mean, I know. Celebrating that, so that, that means- one. That means somebody has a plan for him. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. Somebody has a plan for him. So someone has been looking and saying, if we just can get our hands on him, this is the one that will help us go to the next level. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, he, has, he has great, uh, great opportunities. When you think about Amon Ra on one side, DJ Chark on the other side, Jameson Williams doesn't have anybody that has necessarily fight to get the ball. I can see them building the passing game around him as a vertical threat stretch playmaker. One of the things we've said, and we've said it over the years, is it's hard to be a bad football team when you are good on the offense and defensive line. Like, if you're solid mm-hmm. up front on both sides, now you might not be a championship team. It's hard to be a team picking in the top five when you stink up front 
you know, when you're solid you up front on both sides. You just you're gonna, you're gonna find your way into games. You're gonna win games. And while I don't know that they have all of the top end talent on the defensive line, I think with Hutchinson coming in there, I think they've got a nice mix of guys now where they've got some depth. They can roll those guys through. Uh, I'm excited to see what Aline McNeil does going forward. I know you talked about him the other day, you liked him coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got some, they've got some guys, they've got some pieces there. Josh Pascal, who we talked about. Um, keep an eye on Demetrius Taylor, by the way, my App State guy is an undrafted free agent. Who's it, it, you remember from the Carolina game, Buck? Because he had the sack and scooping the score. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I, I was like, I, I put that away. It's funny you said that about Aline McNeil because he's from my hometown. If you can imagine that guy playing in the outfield in baseball. Oh, I saw that we game. showed the video we, when he got paid. Holy smokes, man. It's unbelievable. But yeah, nah, the Detroit Lions have assembled what I call a team that is really built in the image of the city, a blue collar, scrappy team that's going to get after it. Uh, I don't know what the overall talent is like in comparison to some of the others. But man, if they can get the game the way they want it to make you kind of fight them in a phone booth. They're going to have a chance to win some games. I like what Dan Campbell is doing. Then we got to see if it leads to more success. All right. There you go. There's number three on our least uh, hype teams coming into the season. Let's get to number four, and that is the Houston Texans. Now, they've been mentioned, but more, you know, I kind of done the sidebar of the, yeah. you know, the tail end of the Deshaun stuff. They had that, uh, they settled a bunch of those uh, lawsuits. lawsuits. But in terms of on the field, Buck, has anybody said one word about the Houston Texans this offseason? I can't recall. No, they haven't, but. This this is going to be interesting to watch Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. Davis Mills started a little bit, sat down, came back and had a chance to play. And at the last part of the season, he played really, really well. Now we get a chance to see him grow. Uh, maybe it's just Lovey Smith blowing smoke, but he and Pep Hamilton are really mm-hmm. on the same page in terms of Davis Mills' development, uh, the way that he played, how efficiently he played. Maybe he's one of the outliers at the position, someone that's drafted you know, outside of the first round, but kind of emerges and settles in as a starter. And when given that opportunity, he never relinquishes it. So it's look, they have more weapons than you think. It's just kind of underrated. Brandon Cooks has always been a really good player, but you don't really talk about him on a national level. Um, and maybe they just have a, a, a team that's just kind of rock solid, but because they don't turn it over, they get themselves a chance to win even more games when we get to the postseason. Yeah. I think they're going to find themselves in some track meets. Um, I think defensively I can poke some holes in that group. But, you know, first of all, I, we should uh, offer our, our thoughts and prayers with John Mechie um, as he's uh, mm-hmm. kind of battling leukemia. That was tough news to see the other day. Um, a player, I mean, gosh, a phenomenal player. We talked about him a bunch in the run-up to the draft, you know, how excited we were for him, one of the pure route runners uh, out there. But going to probably miss the season this year as he as he takes on that battle. But as he pointed out in his statement, Buck, it's very it's a treatable – Nobody wants cancer, but it's a it's a treatable form of cancer. So our our thoughts and prayers are, are with John Mechie and his family as he goes through this thing. Yeah, it's tough. You know, the good thing is they caught it early. Uh, by all accounts, it's, it's one of the ones where he can have a full recovery. He will be out this year. But uh, if you know anything about Houston, you understand that the, the medical situations and centers that are in and around that city uh, will give him opportunity to really um, maximize his chance for enjoying a full recovery. And then on the field, like, they'll find a way to kind of replace some of the stuff that he was going to bring. But this is a team, man. Lovey had uh, the defense and the team playing hard. They really competed. David Culley did a good job of getting them to play hard. Lovey transitions and takes over. But I expect a lot of it to remain the same. Defensively, they are a team that has the right personnel to kind of challenge you. 
be it in that Tampa two style, but be it in a little more man to man, which is what Lovey uh, did last year and what he wanted to do, which is why Derek Stingley was their their top pick. Let's see if they get after it, man. Let's see how aggressive they are. Do they opt for complex aggressiveness where they have a bunch of different blisses and they're still trying to play fast? Or do they scale it back and allow their guys to play fast because they know exactly what they're doing? Yeah, I mean, another uh, young player back there too, Jalen Petrie. We'll see. I, I like his chances to get on the field early and often. So you've got a couple young players that can really run. And that defense needed to get faster. Christian Harris, who they took in the third round, by the way, another one who can really fly. So I think they've done a nice job of adding some team speed on defense. I still think, though, up front, there's just there's not a lot that really scares you when you when you look at that defensive front. And so you're going to ask those young guys have to cover a little bit. Um, so I think there'll be some growing pains there. But I do think this offense can can sneaky find its way into scoring some points here. Um, I think you're going to see uh, this next step going forward for for Nico Collins. There was some excitement there last year. Brandon Cooks yeah. has been rock solid, consistent uh, everywhere he's been. You know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer with the with the Mechie injury, but I think you know Laramie Tunsil being able to get Kenyon Green next to him. Laramie Tunsil kind of teach him up a little bit, coach him up a little bit. You've got a pretty athletic side there. So I think the offensive line is going to be better. I think the quarterback's going to be better in year two. I just think early in the season, Buck, I think they, they're going to have a tough time slowing people down early in the year is my, is my prediction. So many young guys in the back end. Yeah, it's hard to play with so many young guys in the back end. Like It's hard to get everyone on the same page. And unless you're just going to be uh, a simple Simon defense where you're playing with two iron deer on the lawn, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's hard. And so – you're going to have to kind of take your lumps. And while you're taking your lumps, you're trying to give those lessons so they won't happen again. But it's a team that is very, very competitive, uh, a team that should like their chances of being able to kind of make a little noise and do this stuff. I think defense play a big part in it. All right, this is the last team. Uh, we've been going through the five least hyped teams coming into the year, what we can expect from them. How can we get hyped about teams that haven't received any? We've had the Atlanta Falcons. We've had the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans. And finally, you tell me if I'm wrong, have you heard one word about the Minnesota Vikings since the season ended? They are laying in the cut. They are really under the radar. I mean, really under the radar. It's a talented you know, team, man. There's a lot team, of talent on that roster. For a team that certainly has talent, a team that underachieved, uh, you now, I mean, remove uh, Mike Zimmer, but you bring in a young, dynamic leader with energy who has been around enough quarterbacks to understand what the position should look like. He's a guy who's worked previously with Kirk Cousins, so he understands how to kind of build that out uh, with 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 the quarterback in mind. But then I think about how balanced you can be with the running game. I think about Dalvin Cook and. Uh, Madison, how how they're just able to run the football. You think about a young wide receivers, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, even though Thielen came back to the pack a little bit, still two guys that can get it done. And offensively, man, they, they kind of mash you and maul you at the point of attack. And so you better bring your big boy pads when you play the Minnesota Vikings because they are going to put it on you. And if you're not ready for it, you can find yourself in the, in, in the loss column. Well, I think, you know, you look at schematically in the run game, I think you'll see a lot of the same things. Um, you know, this is a kind of outside zone friendly group. you got outside zone running back. You've got outside zone scheme. you got an offensive lineman that's athletic. It should, you know, thrive in that in that area. It's been a little bit up and down, a little inconsistent. want to see Garrett Bradbury kind of become what we wanted him to become when he came out. Uh, that'd be nice. But the nice thing with Cousins is you have a lot of the system is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Here's the Here's the difference. 
A, you've got the creativity of Kevin O'Connell coming in there. But more than anything else, you've got somebody who A, likes you and B, believes in you. So it's amazing. You've seen it. I mean, I've been around teams and seen it. When you have a coach-player relationship, and I think Kirk Cousins, people can hit on him all they want. He's been a top 12 type quarterback for several years now. And now yeah. he's got somebody that's actually in his ear, that's calling plays, that's the head coach of the football team, that's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a Kirk Cousins guy. I'm in on you. I think you'll see that confidence. I think you'll see Kirk Cousins have an unbelievably good year this year. Well, I mean, I like hearing that. I'm sure Minnesota Vikings fans like hearing that as well. I will say advocacy is everything. Everybody needs an advocate in the building. Advocate leads. Uh, if you have an advocate in the building, not only do you get more opportunities, but you're ensured to be set up for success in those opportunities. Kevin O'Connell knows Kirk Cousins. By all accounts, he's a Kirk Cousins fan. He is going to do everything to get Kirk Cousins playing at the levels that we saw him play at early in his career. Now, the trick will be, how do I do this while maintaining enough balance while maintaining control of the team and my role as a CEO, it is going to take the team to kind of help him stay on track. But this is absolutely a great opportunity for him. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about uh, one of the more intriguing college evaluations, uh, as we always have an eye towards the NFL draft. And we'll finish up the show today with a, a couple other nuggets here as training camps are just getting underway. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. All right, Buck. So finished up the first look series. Only to five guys this year. Got a little uh, got a little beat up here uh, health-wise. Had to go on the injured list, but we fought through it. Got, got these five guys done, the last of which was Bryce Young. Um, and yeah. I know, were you, cause I'm trying to remember how this timeline worked with COVID. So did you get to be around Bryce with any of the elite 11 stuff or was that COVID? I got a chance to, I got a chance to see him. I got a chance to see him kind of come through there and all of that. He was always the big deal. And at the previous high school where I coached Notre Dame, Sherman Oaks, um, we tried to get him through. I watched him his first season. He was at cathedral high, which is downtown, right? behind your first place Dodgers stadium, like right behind oh, wow. Jabez Rabin. Wow. Like it's, it's right there. Oh, wow. it's so, it's to see him at uh, do, do you know how do you know how obnoxious I'm gonna be when we get Soto? You know how obnoxious I'm gonna be. Oh, he's not going to you guys, man. We get he's Soto. Can you imagine Soto there. and Tatis? Just just haven't even there, like, haven't even played a game. Does Tatis even, even play? Is he, did he retire? No. I haven't seen him. Is he playing he's playing gonna be back. He's he started swinging again. Jeez, we're gonna like, add we're gonna add two like MVPs. I've never seen him. No, nobody's ever added two MVPs as they're going towards the playoffs. We're fixing never, to do that. I've, I've never seen him. I, I expect Juan Soto to be either a Yankee or a Dodger, and I think he's stop. Like more. Stop. I was at the home run derby. It's kind of talking to him, like kind of. Like, I know. Hey. That, you know what? I was hoping it was going to be like he was going to hit that last home run and then Manny Machado was going to come up with that City Connect Padre jersey, put it right over his shoulders it's and go, busy. this is, go, go, you own this place now it's for the next busy. for the next 15 years. We're going to give him 15 and 500, 500 and chains, what we're going to give him. It's too busy. And I, I looked up, man, like I am really surprised that you even talk about the Padres and the dot when they match up. Like, I mean, you talk about a straight ownership situation. We don't, we don't have ownership. our guy. Our guy hit four. He hit forty-two home runs in one hundred and thirty games last year. He hadn't played. You've got a roster we're, full of MLB players there. We're ten. Be all the guys. We're ten or eleven games over five hundred without arguably and the best player in fifty baseball. games back. I don't care about who Buck. The tournament man, you got to get in the tournament. Now it's the tournament. Now all we care about is the tournament. We don't care about the regular season. How, 
Okay, no, look, there's teams that are built to win the regular season, get all your depth and all that. This, you know, go Utah Jazz it of the uh, of the '90s. That's fantastic. You're gonna win anything. You got one Mickey Mouse championship for the Dodgers. That's it. One Mickey Mouse championship. Because we get to the postseason, we've got seven starters. Guess what? Four of those guys go to the bullpen. Now our bullpen's on fire. Well, speaking of on fire, we get back to the original premise of Bryce Young. Watching him, we did take we took a little side turn right there, a little little sidetrack. Then we got a chance to watch him in modern day. Look, man, he's he's everything. The the one thing this guy is what I call a Las Vegas blackjack deal. Like he gets it out, much like a lot of the quarterbacks that come through Alabama. His best traits, in my mind, are his ability to get the ball out of his hands quickly, to quickly read the defense, to know exactly where the ball should go, and to put the ball in the strike zone. The one issue that people are going to have with him is just when you watch him physically, you worry about the size, you know, because it's a noticeable difference. I had a chance this summer to be with him and C.J. Stroud. It's a difference. C.J. Stroud is the prototype in terms of size, dimensions. Bryce Young isn't. But that's not to say there's not a path for Bryce Young to be a high-end quarterback. I mean, just look at. Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray just signed that whopping deal and he doesn't have the prototypical dimensions that we look for at the position. I just think for Bryce Young, this year is about just showing everybody that his accuracy is next level. Because if he can show people that he can paint the the corners and consistently knock it in the strike zone, I think the size thing will go by the wayside and people will focus on the play and the efficiency with which he plays the position. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned those guys because that is going to be, you know, them, they're kind of traveling together. And and I have not seen either one of them throw live in person. So I think that helps when you get a chance to be around them and see all that. Everybody I've talked to has said the same thing. I've talked to area scouts and actually college directors that have been uh, doing their homework on these guys and have been around both of them in person. And the same thing happens with Bryce when I bring him up is everybody goes, you got to be around him. He's little, man. Like he, you, you stand next to him. He's little. And then I go, well, wh- well, where do you come down on? I'm like, I love him. I, you know, like it, there is a lot of forgiveness here. And I, I, I found myself in the same boat because I haven't even seen him yet. And I'm sure that'll be a little bit of a startling he's, experience. Yeah, he's, but, he's smaller. He's smaller. And I can say this. I don't think, I don't think play, he, would, I don't think he, he'll be mad at me sharing this because he asked, how much does the size thing matter? Uh, and I was like, I, I said, it depends. It depends on how good you are at the other stuff. If you're really good at the other stuff, the stuff that really matters when it comes to playing quarterback, the IQ, the processing, the accuracy, the arm talent, within the sizes isn't isn't a big deal. If you're not like that, then it becomes an issue because you wonder what what is this going to be his remedy or his secret sauce to allow him to have success. Normally, though, what's, what's different about him from an athletic standpoint, he's not a runner. He's not, he's not, he's a, he's, he's a classic pocket passer. He does his work in the pocket. And I thought your comparison, because I saw the pictures, Drew yeah. Brees. I mean, that's, that's that. Point, he's Drew a point Brees, guard. Yeah. Drew, Drew Brees was athletic in the pocket. He had a tennis background and the ball in and out of his hands. And when he settled in and when Drew Brees kind of found his sweet spot in New Orleans in terms of system, weapons, and how he played, it worked. Same thing for Bryce. Whoever takes Bryce Young, you have to know, hey, this is how he plays. Kind of like the other guys that have played before him, but maybe a notch better in terms of the talent. Hey, this is what he is. He's a point guard. So, hey, we're going to get the ball. We're going to surround him with weapons. We're going to have RPOs and all this other stuff. 
It's going to come out, and we're going to have a high-efficient offense that allows them to go to work. All right, here's here's how I would kind of explain that with Bryce talking about his athleticism. I don't think with I think of recess. You remember when when we were kids, mm-hmm. we played freeze tag. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Remember that you tag them, and then they're frozen. Got to wait for somebody else to come tag you. Like he would never be frozen. He he is phenomenal. He is ultra twitched up short area. So in other mm-hmm. words, you put him in a little eight by ten room. Guys aren't going to be able to get their hands on him very very much because he's so quick. Now you want to put his hand on the line and ask him to run four yards. I don't think he's going to blow anybody away with that. I don't think he has that type of juice. But he's very sudden. He's very urgent. He's very quick. Um, and he's got phenomenal instincts. Maybe as good of instincts as I've seen from a, a player that's only played for a year in college. Talking about being able to feel backside rush, kind of just slide, drift away, being able to climb up in the pocket to get away from it. When a throw requires you to drop your arm down, change your angle, he can do that without impacting his accuracy. Uh, he sees You make a mistake. If there's a hole, he finds it. He gets to number three mm-hmm. really quickly for a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. He saw, you know, Mac Jones, we mentioned that was his kind of his superpower was just being able to process. Bryce yeah. has the same type of a thing. He gets there quick, and he can find it. He's willing to take the check down. So I know the size thing, and I know that that bothers a lot of people, and I, I you know, maybe that will influence me when I'm around him up close in person. But, Buck, accuracy all three levels, poise, decision-making, playmaking, twitch. Then you hear about the stuff at the school, intelligent, leadership, you know, work ethic, all that stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, am I really going to take all that good stuff and just throw it away because he's not big? You know, I I don't know. That's going to be the challenge for teams going forward. But that dude is a good football player, man. And uh, look, learned a long time ago in this business, man, you can't go wrong with good football players. Like we can talk about wanting the, uh, beauty pageant winner but at the end of the day can the guy play ball and he certainly can ball out and i just believe that when you when you watch him at alabama and i know he's surrounded by a level players in those things he played in big games and i remember the game last year against auburn when he didn't have it going dj couldn't get it going for most of the game but then when they needed it in the fourth quarter match that long drive that long drive at the end he is just absolutely dealing and dropping dime after dime after dime to me, that's what I want to see. I want to see how he performs in those moments, and he's already shown that he can deliver. And I think for him and C.J. Stroud and some of the other quarterbacks, this year will be interesting because you want to see him in uh, high, very competitive situations, high-level moments. How do they perform? And throughout his career, Bryce Young has performed. So let's see if he can do it again. Can I just give you one point out one thing here for the most part? Because I think we have to get away – um, you know, from from burying guys because of or, you know, not burying them, but being a little mm-hmm. bit overly critical because they're playing with better dudes than they're playing against. We talked about this a couple of years ago, Buck. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you mm-hmm. look at you look at it and go back to uh, the 21 draft, Trevor Lawrence had better dudes than almost everybody yeah. they played against. Zach Wilson, considering the competition they were playing, yes. had better had better dudes. Uh, Trey Lance, they were superior to everybody that they played. Uh, Justin Fields at Ohio State, Mac Jones at Alabama, like. They're all throwing to people that are better than the guys that are trying to cover them. Joe Burrow, you know, look what he was working with at LSU. Yeah. So it's it's a challenge, you know. Two obviously had that group. You know, the one outlier is like Justin Herbert. Maybe yeah. that should. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's hey, stop penalizing guys for playing with great players, and maybe start giving guys that haven't played with good players a little bit of a bump. You know, Just, I'm not Justin, pulling those guys down, but maybe you can push the other guys up. You have more examples. You got Justin Herbert. 
You have Josh Allen. Yep. You have Pat Mahomes. Yep. All those there guys had to play with lesser, lesser casts. And it's funny because all of those guys, we kind of ding and in part because of what they play. Ah, oh, you know, the completion percentage, this and that. And so maybe you're right. It's not about the ones who are blessed with the talented guys, but let's look at the ones who are doing more with less and maybe give them a little extra love because if you now put them in those situations, what would Josh Allen, what would Pat Mahomes, what would they have looked like at Clemson and yeah. Alabama respectively? I think yeah. that is a big part of the evaluation. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this upcoming class too. You know, Will Levis, I did him earlier. We talked about him. I think. Hey, man, look, I have to dock tools. points. I got to dock points. The, the mayo and the coffee. Oh, mayo yeah, that's bad. And the, the, that, that's bad. that, that, yeah. That begins to make me question your uh, – your judgment. So I, I just gotta ugh, gotta pull him to the side. But if you think about this, there's no adversity he will ever face on a football field quite like that morning. Putting that in his. How do you start that? How does that even happen? I, I don't even know. Hel- like Hellman's mayo and, and coffee, gross. Yeah, not no, not a good situation. But it, we'll see what happens with him in the in the evaluation process. But if we do end up having a Stroud, C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young. It's gonna be it's gonna be very similar to that discussion we had a couple years ago because you're gonna say, man, he's look at the Ohio State receivers, yeah, yeah, but then look at those Alabama receivers because you know they got dudes again coming back. Uh, so you know you just gotta evaluate the guys individually and and uh, we'll see how they play this year. I am fired up though for for college football to get here, especially because we haven't even talked about it yet. We'll get there. We need to get our coaches on. We got App State, North Carolina. I think it's week two though. It's not the opener. I think it's week two. It's, I know it's, it's like Labor Day weekend. Yeah. We gotta go. We gotta get Mac back on, and we'll get Sean Clark back on. Coach, coach, coach is really testy right now. I, I don't know. Is coach he? is very testy. Very testy. Yes, I, I see his meeting. He's very testy. He's very upset really? about what last year's. Last year did not sit well with him. He's very, very testy. I, look, it's rare that I've ever seen. He's so happy go lucky. This and I that. know. He's very testy. He's very testy right now. Just wow. yeah. I don't know. I wish I wish there was a way we could figure out we could get out there. But with your high school stuff and with my son uh, going into that high school, I don't think we can pull that off. But uh, if ever there was a if ever there was a move that sticks on the road, uh, North Carolina at App State should have should have been in in Boone in Boone. And I hope we can pull off the upset. (laughs) Look at that. Well, you know, sometimes you got to step up and play the big boys, Buck. Yeah. Oh, we can pull off the upset. Best team in the state. We're going against the best team in the state this week, guys. Oh, he's gonna be he's gonna play that up too. You what? know, like, he's you gonna it. play that up. They champions, y'all state champs. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, by the way, have you seen they said there was gonna be like there might be ten thousand portables, might have forty thousand, forty thousand people at that game. That's pretty packed. That atmosphere is great. Yeah. I'm just glad we're playing y'all in September, not in December where it's all snowy and all that. No, no, no. Oh, I'm see, I'm glad no. I'm play- I I like playing the big schools early before they kind of find their sea legs a little bit, try and get get them before they get settled in. And then we have attrition, we start losing some bodies, we don't have quite the depth, you know. So no, I want to play them early. Although we're not gonna have long to celebrate the win over North Carolina because we've got to go play AM the next week. Who did your schedule? <laughs> Who did that schedule? It wasn't, it wasn't Sean. Who, I promise you it was not Sean. That schedule. He was going to play North Carolina and AM back to back. What? Ooh, money game. Yeah, they gotta pay for these. They gotta pay for these helmets they ship me, man. Come on. Gotta pay for that thing. That is, uh, that is nice. I gotta get some stuff on these bookshelves, by the way. Any ideas will take any and every idea you've got. I mean, that's way. what happens, man. You got all that all that cubby space. Oh, jerseys and all kinds of stuff. Uh, maybe maybe I'll get a framed picture of the scoreboard the last time App played North Carolina. Maybe I should do that. 
look, it's a short run. You only got a couple of weeks to enjoy it. <laughs> you know, I will tell you the last last time someone did it at the Carolina, that was Steve Spurrier at Duke. It didn't go well for Duke after that for the next 20 years. <laughs> didn't go well. Uh, uh, all right, let's get out of here. It's been a fun one. Good to be with you, Buck. Have a good one, man. All right, man. You guys be good. It was fun. All right. See you guys. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. A couple more pods this week. We got three a week going forward. That's how we do it here. Uh, we'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.